Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, uh, this week we have a special Christmas version of the podcast. And the reason for that is I want to talk a little bit about the movie and the song White Christmas. Now, you're probably familiar with that. And, you know, whether you're dreaming of a white Christmas or you'd rather have palm trees swaying, Melikalikimaka version, uh, you want to listen to this entire episode because there are a lot of things that we can learn from that particular song and the movie and how that has had such a transformational effect on culture and the Christmas holiday. And I guarantee you haven't heard the whole story or understand maybe how significant that particular song is to our society today. So whatever you do, listen to this entire episode and make sure and share it with everyone that you care about. And with that, let's get into that episode. You are jamming with Jason Mefford where you hear inspiring interviews with some amazing people. Some are famous, some may seem ordinary, and they are all doing extraordinary things to positively change the world. Sometimes it's just you and me having an intimate and authentic conversation about how you can change the world around you and rewrite the story of your life by being more authentic, accepting and loving yourself more, and spreading love to others. Since really, all you need is love. And what the world needs now is love, sweet love. We discuss all aspects of self-improvement, growth, and so much more. Great content, insightful advice that's practical and helpful to anyone that listens. You're always eager to come back for more and share with your friends and family since you learn something in every episode. So sit back and enjoy the easy listening while you feel seen and heard in this informative, authentic, and entertaining podcast. Now, let's roll that beautiful podcast footage. All right. Well, today I wanted to do a uh, kind of, I, I think it's kind of fun um, since it's around the holidays, Christmas time, and uh, actually talk about the song and the movie White Christmas. And um, you may not realize how influential this particular song is uh, and how it has had such a change on the world. Um, but, you know, again, you know, don't think, oh, we're just going to be talking about that. I really don't care, blah, 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 blah. Well, just like any other episode, you're going to find that as as we go through and talk about this, there are a lot of things that we can learn from this and from the the people who were kind of involved with it. Irving Berlin, who wrote the song, 
and Bing Crosby, uh, who actually was the original one who sang it. And um, because, there, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that you probably don't realize about about this. Now, I am, you know, if you're if you're just listening on the podcast, you can't see, but I'm all bundled up. I've got my coat on. I've got my red red hoodie on, or red uh, not not a hoodie beanie. Wrap my red beanie on, uh, my red glasses. I've let my beard grow a little bit long because, brr, baby, it's cold outside, right? It's getting cold even down here in Southern California. So I'm kind of getting into that winter mode, the little cozy, cozy, cozy kind of thing. And uh, so anyway, thought that that was kind of appropriate, apropos where for talking about White Christmas. So let's get into it. Um, how did this come up? Well, you know, one of the traditions that I have um, with my wife is we we go through and we watch uh, holiday movies each year. And the movie White Christmas is one of the movies that we uh, watch all the time. And uh, just because I'm, I'm kind of a movie buff, I've known for a long time, and I, I don't know if you know, but the song White Christmas is the number one selling song of all time. Okay, it sold over a hundred million copies of that particular song. And we'll talk a little bit about maybe why that is. Um, but I just found that interesting, right? That this this particular song happens to be, uh, you know, kind of the most purchased song. And again, you know, with some of the new download stuff and all that it, it, it's not quite the same but if you if you figure and and look at it Guinness Book of World Records pretty much says look it is it is the number one selling song of all time um so so let me let me give you a little bit of the backstory because i think that um we can see from the backstory and there's a lot of things that we can learn from this particular song so You've probably seen the movie White Christmas. I'm sure you've heard some version of it because, again, it's one of the most covered songs uh, that are, that is out there. So pretty much on any holiday album that you listen to, uh, that artist probably has covered or there is a cover of White Christmas on it. Uh, the most famous version is the Bing Crosby one that he did back in 1942. And the reason why he did that in 1942 that you might not know, too, is that in 1942 there was a movie that came out called holiday inn with bing crosby and fred astaire and it's a great movie if you want to go back and watch it but the interesting thing about that is that is the same set that they used for the movie white christmas and so they did holiday inn in 1942 so if you go back and watch that you're going to notice that the you know the ski lodge and the and the area that they used to film Holiday Inn is the same one that they did in White Christmas in 1954. So there was 12 years in between there because we had the, the, the Second World War going on. And we'll talk a little bit about that too because that actually has a, a huge, huge reason for why this song had such an impact. Okay, so in 1942, uh, the movie Holiday Inn came out. And Irving Berlin wrote the music for that, that movie and for White Christmas. And, um, and he had come up with this song that he really liked. Uh, he thought it was a great song called White Christmas. He shared it with Bing Crosby and Bing Crosby wasn't that keen on it. He didn't, he didn't think it was that great, great of a song. He didn't really necessarily like it, 
but he said, you know, Irving, you got to hit, you know, that's going to be a hit. And, uh, and so that was included in the Holiday Inn movie. And so they did a recording and that came out, like I said, in 1942. So let's think about what was going on in 1942. Okay. Uh, we were in the midst of the second world war. Now, you know, America came into the war a little bit later because of December 1941 uh, with Pearl Harbor, and that ended up getting uh, America into both the Japanese and the European front of the war. And so in early 1942, a bunch of people were getting drafted. They were going into the military. They were leaving their families to go off to war in foreign lands. And so obviously, you know, when you when you are away from your family or, you know, your family is away from you, there's a lot of homesickness, a lot of longing to be with the ones that you love when you can't be with them. Okay. And so what's interesting is uh, it was probably Christmas of 1941 and uh, Irving Berlin's family lived in New York. Okay, and he was out here in Los Angeles uh, doing some work uh, for the movies because he wrote a lot of a lot of music for movies and he came up with this song now in in watching some stuff and hearing his daughter um, talk a little bit about it, this is kind of the story. His family was back in New York, you know, having Christmas, he was in Los Angeles, he couldn't be with them because of, of work commitments. And so here he was out in LA doing work. His family was back in New York and he was missing them, right? He wanted to be home for the holidays with his family. And so, you know, when you, when you think of some of the lyrics in the song, right? Um, it's, it's that longing to be home, right? And, uh, and what's interesting is usually most of the versions of the song actually start you know, the first verse, but you don't realize that there's actually an intro before the first verse. Now, a few of the covers actually have this in it, but most of them don't. Most of them start off, and you've, you're have you familiar with this. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, just like the ones I used to know. Where the treetops glisten and children listen to his sleigh bells in the snow. Right, you're familiar with that. That's how that's how most of them start. That's the first verse. But what's interesting is, and when you understand the story and you go back and you look, there's an intro. And so here's the intro. It says the sun is shining the grass is green the orange and palm trees sway there's never been such a day in beverly hills la but it's december the 24th and i'm longing to be up north okay so that adds a lot more context to it that here irving was you know sitting out here in california we've got the palm trees and the orange trees and it's warm and the sun is shining but he's longing to be back home with his family in New York where they probably have a white Christmas, right? I mean, it snows back up in the Northeast. 
and so it's interesting right he he comes up with this it's really a song about nostalgia and wanting to be with family uh of how he wrote it and so again that was put into the movie um and obviously you know they cut off the first the the intro for the movie as well because it didn't make sense for the for the, the the movie right so here you have irving berlin now a couple things about him that you probably don't know right you're like well man this guy must just like love christmas right well guess what irving berlin was a russian jewish immigrant he came to america in the late 1800s when he was five years old didn't speak a lick of english uh, he was not a trained musician either, okay, and yet he is known as one of the greatest songwriters of all time. No professional training. Uh, in fact, he could only play in the key of F sharp, so every one of his songs was written in F sharp, okay? Uh, and so, again, here's a lesson, right? Here you have someone who is considered to be one of the greatest songwriters of all time, and yet he didn't have any professional training. So we don't necessarily have to have professional training, right? So if that's maybe holding you back like, oh, I don't have that particular degree or I can't say blah, 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 so I, I'm not going to do it. Well, Irving Berlin wasn't a professionally trained musician. In fact, most of the musicians, the popular musicians that you know, most of them were not professionally trained either. In fact, Irving Berlin couldn't, couldn't really read music. A lot of the musicians can't necessarily read music either. They just pick up their instrument and they start playing, okay? So if that's holding you back in your life, don't let it hold you back, right? What if instead you'd be like Irving Berlin and you just go out and you make beautiful music, even if you haven't been professionally trained in whatever it is that makes your heart sing that you want to do. Um, and again, so, so there's a lesson that we can learn from Irving Berlin. The other thing too, right, is he was a Jewish immigrant. So he was not Christian, but his family was still uh, practicing Christmas as well. And the fact that, you know, here you have a man who uh, is Jewish writing pop, probably the most popular Christmas song of all. But if you notice, it's not a religious song. And so here's another thing that's very interesting about why this song is so important. This was the first secular Christmas song that was written. Now, since then, there's been lots of stuff that has come out, but this was kind of the genesis, right? And so when you think about it, if you if you rewind before 1942, most of the Christmas songs were things like Away in a Manger, Silent Night, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, right? A lot of these things that, again, it was it was paying homage to Jesus and to Christmas and his birth, right? But again, in the in the song White Christmas, there's no reference to anything like that, right? It's not a religious song. And, you know, since then, there's been lots of other, you know, non-religious Christmas songs that have been written, you know, dancing around the Christmas tree, it's da, 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 right? You know, some of that stuff, um, 
and again, there's there's lots of them that are out there, but they would not be there if Irving Berlin had not written White Christmas, and if White Christmas had not been as successful as it was. Okay, so <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about uh, Bing Crosby now. Okay. And, um, and we're going to kind of go around, but we're going to tie all these pieces together. So, so Bing Crosby, he was an entertainer, uh, and uh, he, you know, was he called himself kind of a crooner. You know, a lot of the guys that would sing and dance in the old movies. So, so before the war, he was a, a he was an entertainer, and so if you watch White Christmas, he kind of plays a role that's like him. Right. So he was a he was a successful entertainer before the war. During the war, um, he he played shows for the USO and, and different things like that, went, went around and entertained the troops as part of his service to the country during the war. Um, but he was successful beforehand. Right. He like I said, and, and he was the actor in Holiday Inn and sang this song. Um, but what's interesting is how Bing's career really changed. And maybe another episode, I'll tell you some other things about him because he had a huge impact on the music industry as well with some of the inventions and other stuff that he came up with. Uh, but that's not really the topic for today, right? But here he was. He was an established uh, uh, actor and singer already before the war. But he went off to war with everyone else right and so again there were probably again those times when he was away from his family where he was feeling like he wanted to be with them right and what's interesting is because of the commercial success of white christmas again a song that he didn't necessarily like that much to begin with because of the commercial success of that song with holiday inn because when that came out people started buying up those records okay and listening to that music and then in 1954, when they did the White Christmas movie, again, huge success. And like I said, a lot of people watch that movie every year like I do, right? So you've, you've probably seen it. And what's interesting, too, is it's somewhat his story, right? Because, again, at the beginning of it, you know, they're out. He's out singing to the troops, entertaining the troops. Well, Bing Crosby actually did that. And in fact, one of the things that I was reading about him uh, and I can't remember who it was, if it was one of his kids or a nephew or some, I think it was a nephew, if I remember right, and, um, and said to him, you know, Bing, what's, what has been, you know, the hardest thing for you in your life, okay? And this would have been in um, probably late 1944, it was just before the Battle of the Bulge. Uh, he was over in Europe and he was entertaining the troops and very much like at the beginning of that movie, he was talking and singing to the troops just before they were to move forward right into into battle. And so, again, very much like like the movie. And he told his nephew, he said, you know, one of the hardest things for me to do I might get a little emotional on this too, was here he was in front of tens of thousands of men who were going into battle and knew that most of them would not come back. 
And he said the hardest thing for him was singing that song, White Christmas, without breaking up emotionally, right? Because as a performer, you can't show the emotion, right? You, you got to entertain. And he said, one of the, like he said, the hardest thing for him to do was to sing that song and not break down and cry because he knew what was going to happen, right? And so, again, that movie <laughs> was his life, that beginning part of it, right? Now, let's talk a little bit about, about that, right? So, again, 1942, what was going on? The war, right? And so here you had all these families in America that were listening to this song on the radio they had bought the records they were listening to the record and so you have all these families at home that are missing right their husband their father their dad you know people that are off to war and they're longing to have christmas like they used to have where daddy was home with them right and at the same point you have all those men that are overseas longing to be home with their family so again here we have this song of nostalgia and of wanting to be home for the holidays with those that you love it is absolutely no surprise that this song you know picked the hearts of so many different people uh, and why they loved it and could relate to it and, and it was such an emotional song for them right and so all through the war, this was going on. Then we have, you know, 1954 with the Holiday Inn movie. And what's interesting is, again, it, it helped Christmas move from just a religious holiday to a secular holiday. One where it was not so much for most people, unless you're, you know, diehard Christian. And again, that's fine. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong or right with that. If you choose to celebrate Christmas about the birth of Jesus, that's fine, right? But so many people now can actually celebrate Christmas and, you know, Santa Claus and, you know, being surrounded by friends and family, giving presents, whatever it is, right, that, that we don't have to be. And I know each year... There's all these people that get hung up on, well, you can't say Merry Christmas anymore. You have to say Happy Holidays because there's so many people that don't believe in Christ. And that's fine, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not Christian myself, but I celebrate Christmas. And again, Irving Berlin was not Christian, but he wrote a song called White Christmas. He didn't call it White Holidays, right? So anyway... Just let that go. If that's bothering you, <laughs> say Merry Christmas, say Happy Holidays. It doesn't really matter because it's more about the feeling. And the nice thing about the feeling of this time of year is usually people are a little bit kinder, a little bit nicer to each other, which is one of the things that I really appreciate about this time of year. People tend to, you know, because here in the U.S. we have Thanksgiving the month before and then we have Christmas. And so... It's a time when people are feeling more grateful. They're thinking more about family. They're actually seeing family, uh, you know, and having a lot of those nostalgic kind of feelings that come through. And so, you know, anyway, that's kind of what I wanted to, to, to talk a little bit about today 
and um you know to realize that um well another little story about bing crosby right um that, that i forgot to tell you the first go around so you know again as i told you you know bing crosby didn't necessarily like the song they put it in the movie the movie was a huge success the song was a huge success they put it in the movie white christmas that was a huge success still a huge commercial success uh, for for the song the second and third and fourth time that this came around but what's interesting is as i told you bing crosby had a had a, a very successful career beforehand and he, he sang a lot of a lot of songs but especially after white christmas bing really became connected with christmas okay so there were a lot of 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 great you know kind of holiday albums around beforehand there's a lot of them now right i mean there's tons tons of them but the ones that we always had growing up in my house was nat king cole love nat king cole and bing crosby those were those were two people that my parents listened to a lot and so i remember growing up always listening to those songs right and especially the 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 bing crosby you know kind of holiday album because um, you've got White Christmas on there, obviously, but another one of my favorites is Melekaliki Maka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Melekalikimaka is the wise way to say Merry Christmas to you. All right. I only have the words in front of me on that one. I can just remember that, right? Because I heard it so many times growing up. But whether you're dreaming of a white Christmas or palm trees and Melikalikimaka, Christmas, again, can be what you want it to be. But the rest of the story about Bing, he became so well known about the Christmas songs and his Christmas album, he actually started a Christmas special on TV. And again, most of you listening are not old enough to remember uh, but Bing Crosby and Christmas were almost connected, right? I mean, this was, again, if you think back before the thousands of channels and shows that we have now, you you used to have like, in, in America, we used to have three main, you know, channels that you could listen or that you could watch on on television. And so one of the things and one of the traditions that a lot of families had every Christmas was to listen to the Bing Crosby Christmas special on TV. Okay. And there's actually some, some great stuff actually still out on YouTube. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite versions of little drummer boy is Bing Crosby and, uh, and David Bowie fabulous duet that they did on little drummer boy, um, together. And that was done on Bing's, um, holiday special that was on TV. So I find it interesting, you know, and again, another lesson that we can learn that, you know, sometimes things propel us forward that we have no clue about, right? I'm sure that when Irving Berlin came to Bing Crosby in 1941 or 42 with that song, 
And Bing's like, yeah, well, you got a hit, you know, it's going to be a hit, Irving, you know, but I don't necessarily care for it. I'm going to sing it. But um, he had no idea at that point the impact this song would have on people, uh, the impact that his voice singing that song and the peace and solitude and love that that song and him singing would give and, and hope to people who were overseas during the war and even now people listening to that song longing to be with family and friends because that's really a lot of what christmas has become right is being with your family and friends and sharing sharing the love coming back together especially now since we're spread out across the world so much that's why the holiday seasons are one of the the busiest travel times as well, because people are trying to get back home to see their family, right? He never would have guessed, but again, there was huge commercial success from it. And in fact, he was very, very well known. Like I said, it was almost like Christmas and Bing Crosby just went together, just like Christmas and Santa Claus go together. And he never would have anticipated it at that time. So again, you know, that's true in our life too right, is that sometimes we have no idea some of the little things that we do, what a huge impact they can be on other people. In fact, you know, that song has affected millions and millions and millions of people, right, for the good, just from him singing and recording that song. And I'm sure that he had no idea it would have that kind of an impact or that it would carry on as long as it has as well, right? So never doubt that the little things that you're doing are having a much bigger impact, right? The issue is a lot of times we don't we don't see it, right? Just like take this podcast. Thousands of people are listening to this podcast. Again, hopefully it's giving you hope. You're, fe- you're feeling good. You're learning something, right? Your day is better now that you've listened to this podcast than it was before, right? I hope so. That's my intention, but I don't get to see your face, right? You're just listening to it. And so there's, like I said, thousands of people that are out there. I don't get that feedback necessarily, but I just have to trust and know that me showing up, me doing what I do, me being me is having that impact, right? That that it goes out there. And the same is true for you, right? When you're doing the things that you love to do, when you're, when you're being kind, when you're trying to share love, when you're trying to provide hope and comfort to other people, that makes a huge, huge difference in our lives, right? So a little bit about White Christmas, little special holiday Christmas edition. Um, and like I said, I, I've, um, this song has had such a huge, huge impact uh, on Christmas, on people. And again, from, from hearing the stories here, you can kind of see. So my wish to you, right, is that you will have a wonderful uh, Christmas, happy new year um, as well. And so maybe I'll just close this off singing it to you, Jason style. Uh, the Bing version is better. So you might want to go get that or one of the other ones, but here we go. Uh, to finish off today's episode. 
I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow i'm dreaming of a white christmas with every christmas card i write may your days be merry Christmases be white. So that's my hope for you. May your days be merry and bright. And if you want a white Christmas, have a white Christmas. If not, have a sunny Christmas like I'm having here in Southern California. But go out, have a great week. Um, tell the people that you love that you love them. And uh, just try to be kinder and nicer and give more love during this holiday season because the more you give love the more you are going to get it back and with that my friend we'll see you on the next episode of jamming with jason and that's a wrap thanks for listening the fact that you listened to this entire episode means you got value and others will too do me a favor and leave a five-star review with comments and then share with others. You can also check out all of my videos on my YouTube channel and my website, jasonmefford.com. This podcast is primarily for education and commentary and does not represent professional advice. Views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.